Thank you for joining us once again to Yalzar Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. I am once again your Dungeon Master, hosting the campaign focused on the Eight Spirits of the Crystals. My name is Kenny, your Dungeon Master, starting with our Paladin. That would be me, Michelle, playing Fort. Our Monk. Uh, that would be me, Frodo, I'm playing Benton. Our Cleric. My name's Hayden, I'm playing Ogden, the Dwarven Cleric. And our Warlock. Hi, my name's Lauren. I'm playing Ben, the Warlock. Great. So, uh, as returning listeners and my party and myself, and I, party and I, would remember, uh, the, we, we did a nice cold shot to last session, which was over two weeks ago. Sorry about that. Uh, real life got in the way for multiple things and multiple people for multiple reasons. So, the cold close was we just... Uh, the, the players just figured out the riddle and puzzle and fight of Shade and received Shade's blessing, which was posted online. But if the players would kindly go ahead and uh, tell the uh, listeners what it is that they can expect to come out of your abilities in the coming weeks. Frodo. Uh, okay. First up is going to be Tenchi's. Um, from Shade, I can spend a single key point and the use of a turn, uh, not a turn, an action. Uh, and it turns off my eyes and ears, and I gain blindsight up to 60 feet, and I can telepathically communicate with my allies at that same distance. Right. Oh, also, your ability to speak is lost. I did not know speech was lost. Yeah, it's your senses get turned off, and you gain okay. blind sense for 60 feet. Well, speech is in a sense, but okay. <laughs> what do you want me to take your ability to taste away? It's not exactly super thematic. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh... Vin, what can Vin do now? Uh, whenever I deal damage with any spell or spell-like ability, I may call upon Shade to enhance the spell. Um, if so, all the damage types change to necrotic. Did I get that right? Yep, perfect. Yep. And Bork, what can you do now? So, get another add-on to my smite. Whenever I smite somebody, I also make them blind and deaf. Uh, blind or deaf, not both. Blind or deaf, okay. And Ogden. I can do all sorts of cool stuff. I can force a wisdom, wisdom saving throw on a target as a uh, by expending a spell slot. Uh, if they fail, they must attempt to target me with their next turn's action. If they fail, they take 1d10 necrotic damage each turn until they attack me. It's basically a taunt that does damage if they don't attack. Right. Makes me more the uh, center of aggression than anything. Other updates, um, everyone hit level 8, a big level for feats and uh, skill points or ability points. A lot of players elected to upgrade their primary stats, but uh, Ogden chose to take Sentinel feat, which allows him to uh, set opponents' speed to zero if he hits them with an attack of opportunity, which is pretty oh. neato. I enjoy that. So... As I was saying, last we uh, cold closed, let's open up, the district that was once entirely shrouded in darkness that was literally eating away at the, the living material of the area, the people included, just dissipates. The sun is bright, since you haven't seen it in over a day, uh, but it's just the, the little town open area that you were just in, the, the theater stage is gone, the cages are gone, the, the people that were in those cages are gone, um, 
presumably teleported back to wherever it was that they came from before they were brought there. Hmm. But uh, unknown to you exactly. And here you are, having a... Uh, do you guys even know where the other crystal spirits are? Not a clue. That's what we were hoping to find out. <laughs> gotcha. Well, we do have an idea that uh, one might be towards the south in the desert. We also we also had some knowledge that the other half of the North Crystal might be housed somewhere near Detroit. Right. And I don't want to go to Detroit. It sounds like a creepy place. No one <laughs> wants to go to Detroit. I want to go to Detroit. Eh. All right. So, any interactions for the players before I have the world revolve around you? Um, the only question Tenchi would have for the spirits before they dissipate um, was that, what was his name, Morton, the uh, the shop owner and a dead guy? Uh, Mickton. Mickton, Shiverbone. Mickton said that one of us radiated light and it was disgusting. Obviously, he was part of the Christmas of light, but he only said... One of us was radiating light. And it kind of struck me as weird, because if we were all touched by crystals, would we all be doing that? So, kind of, I'm asking the spirits here for a little bit of clarification on that. Well, well he wants to know which of us shine the brightest. <laughs> right. Uh, so, which spirit are you going to ask that to? Or are you just asking all of them? General question. No, no specific target. So, the spirits... Have their all, uh, they all have their own personalities, and you guys have experienced to varying degrees what those personalities are. But uh, sort of, they they sort of look to each other and take a moment, and then address you sort of in one voice, um, speaking over top of each other. It's almost a little hard to understand, uh, and you're not sure if that's just because you're mere mortals or because it's just weird and confusing. But they say to you essentially. All of you are chosen. All of you are our weapons and our shield and armor. However, there is one amongst you who is actually our sword, and the rest of you will facilitate their victory. Interesting. Why have you not told us who it is? Many reasons. Shouldn't this person be protected at all costs, then? Actually, them might not knowing might be a way for them to be protected. That's fair. Again, this is this is not me. This is Tenshi asking. Sure. Like I know, you know, keep the important person in the back. Right, but also not knowing who the important person is, as uh, Hayden already pointed out, is a layer of protection within itself. Right. So no, that that. That answers my question and sparks more curiosity, but it answers the question. And uh, unless anyone else wants to pose another question to the spirits while you sort of have their undivided attention, uh, they're going to dissipate. Um, <clears throat> our assumption is to head south to the desert. Uh, do you have any more insights where the next crystal might, uh, spirit might be? There is a mighty one of us to the south but you already knew that. <clears throat> they will test you, although we are not sure how. Alright. Oh. <clears throat> Alright, um, so, it's at this point that you can already hear, I mean, bear in mind, some 
some small amount of time has passed, but you can hear from every direction thunderous footsteps, but very many of them. Uh, almost the ground trembles at what is approaching you. Ooh, must be the guards again. Or very hungry people. But standard attention. <laughs> okay. Um... Would anyone like to look anywhere? Or... I'm around to try and see. Yeah. Not a bad idea. I'm head and shoulders above most of you, so why not? So, the area that you're all standing in is this nice, wide, open, um, sort of what would probably be normally used as a bazaar. And uh, so many streets sort of intersect with this big area. And from every one of these major streets that it's coming, that sort of intersects through here, you can see lines of brass shoulders and helmets and shining pole arms trot down the path towards you. you if you had to throw a rough number without a proper uh, perception check, at least a hundred soldiers are, are uh, members of the guard coming down each street. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we still have our uh, flank of guards with us, right? That is correct. So Okay, the, good. So they're not going to uh, arrest us again. Right. I hope not. I'm trying to look very official. <laughs> uh, hide yeah, hide, hide all of your crimes. Like stuff all your crimes into your pockets so they don't get seen. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, all right. Tenchi just doesn't want to be in handcuffs. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, a, mom a moment later... Um, you know, you guys can see them coming. They have sufficiently plugged any outways from the district square that you're in. And stepping forth from each of these directions, a single guard walks forward. And you can tell at even the distance that you're standing that each of their helmets are made of a different metal. Hmm. And they approach you and there's a Nine of them. They approach you in a in this sort of nine-point circle, uh, closing in, and at them doing so, the, what was it, eight guards that are with you all? Yeah, two columns of four. So. Yeah. The, the eight guards that are with you stand at attention, sort of even more so than you've ever seen. And uh, as this ring of, of helmet-different-wearing guard approach... They remove their helmets, and out from e under each helmet is a different person, obviously. But, um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that struck me as funny. Well, because yeah. it it's such a stupid <laughs> sentence, I shouldn't need to say it. Uh, yeah. One of them is uh, Rattleman the Fourth, and the rest are varying walks of life. One of them even looks like a dwarf, even though he stands just as tall as the rest of them. Hey, he's a giant dwarf. Or he's on stilts. Right. But uh, there's even some of them that you don't quite recognize the race of. And uh, they sort of seem to address you one at a time and introduce themselves as captains of the guard from the, from the different districts of the great city of Yao. And one of them steps forward who has the head of a snake, or rather has, has a very humanoid head, but very serpent-like features, very like strong cheekbones that come to you know come in points, uh, smooth, no hair on their head, 
um, and scaled on the back. Oh, and does he look similar to the reptile people you saw in the, uh, in the rainforest? No, those were proper lizard folk. Um, okay. Does anyone want to make a check to see what sort of individual this person is? Not my area. Um, would that be nature then? Um, knowledge. Just no. Okay. Uh, what is that? Too dark. Ooh, net 20. Nice. Um, you would be surprised, but not, um, visibly so, to see a Wan T in this part of the world. I thought that's what that might be. Oh, so, yeah, okay. Uh, a Wan T are not normally found in cities, much less in somewhere quite as metropolis as the great mm-hmm. city of Yao. Um, they are often found in the fringe areas of the world and often in the deep wood and jungle of the world. And, however, yet here there is quite adamantly standing before you a Quan Ti who uh, seems visibly honored to see you all. And as <laughs> approaching, takes a knee in, 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 in respect towards you all, lowering their head. A moment later... The, the being stands up and introduces themselves as Shuanzan, and they are the captain of the guard for this district. I'm sorry, you said Human-Zan? I believe the way I said it was Z-U-A-N hyphen Z-A-N. Zuan zan Okay. Okay, neat. Zuanzan uh, has a very feminine voice, although without being able to distinct facial features that are innately feminine or masculine with the one T, it's a little hard to tell the gender of this person. Mm-hmm. But uh, they introduce themselves and are, are greatly appreciative to finally meet you all. And uh, sort of stamps their polearm into the, the, the tile work of the square and approaches you all and offers a handshake to each of you personally. Absolutely. Ooh. I extend both hands, shake right, shake left, shake my right. boot if it wouldn't be inappropriate. <laughs> and uh, so Zuan Zan furthers on to say that, that he properly introduces himself as a he to that he and any of the captains of the guard uh, would gladly be at whatever services you all would require to have restored uh, balance to this district. And you can tell that there's obviously quite a, a no, number of the sold, of the guard present um, that are under Zuan Zan's uh, direct order. Because as Zuanzan, even though has done several motions of respect to you at this point, does a very almost practiced particular bow where they like he raises both of his hands up and then like deeply bows, sticking them both out to the right. And at that point, all like a, about two hundred of the uh, attending guard do the same bow, clearly to show that they are directly serving under Zuanzan. That's pretty awesome. Um, so the captains of the guard sort of all remove, you know, have removed their helmets and sort of approach you as, as, as casually as possible. Uh, and, and sort of just directly ask like, what is it that they can do for you all while you still stand in the great city? Ooh, wow. I was, 
not expecting such a, a massive reception. Um, I'd like to know the uh, best place to get the most and uh, tastiest ale. <laughs> Anyone else have any re- requests? I um, uh, only the attention of a, one of your healers, perhaps. All right. Oh, yeah, that's too. Uh, Tenji's going to take a book out of somebody else's page because he's usually not this smart. We could use a map or updated information on where potential crystal locations would be. Okay. And or at least their spirits. And does Bork have a request? I could use some better armor. <laughs> Damn. Right there. Boom. All right. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, so one of the guards, one of the captains of the guard approaches each of you. Uh, and to the one of the guard, the, the captain of the guard who holds like a red, heavy iron helmet approaches Vin. He raises a hand with a particular gesture that Ogden would recognize as like a cure wound somatic component mm-hmm. and just immediately uh, restores all hit points to the entire party. Oh, boy. Yeah. Also, cure wounds mass cast at like eighth level. You know, yeah. So that pretty much takes care of everybody's boo boos. I could I could roll the nine d eight plus ten if you really want to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Sorry, you only get nineteen hit points back. Right, fuck you. <laughs> um, the another captain of the guard approaches Ogden with uh with a with sort of a satchel um at his waist. He is holding a uh, brass helmet that looks very similar to the average guard helmet, although it has a particular sort of style to it to make it distinct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and holds open this this sort of haversack sort of bag and pulls out a stein. And it has a cap on it and like, you know, a little button lever on the handle and hands it to Ogden and uh, tells you, may you never know thirst, my friend. Ogden's eyes get real big. Yeah, he just starts eyeballing it. It is very clearly a never a never ending mug. Nice. Um, with an infinite amount of McGurk's lurks in it. <laughs> oh boy, Ogden's never gonna be sober again. He was their premium subscriber. Yep. Um, <laughs> a, a another captain of the guard approaches Bork, who uh, who had asked for a new set of armor. And this is actually Rattleman, the, 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 the fourth. And he immediately begins to doff his armor. Jesus Christ. And offer it to you. I accept. <laughs> like, on a scale of one to should not be used ever except for, like, official ceremony occasions, how fancy is this shit? Um, it is... It is, in, like all other uh, armor of the guard, it is, like substantially more focused on function other than form. Okay. The only thing that is exceptionally res- like resplendent about anything that you've ever seen in any of the possessions of any of the members of the guard is the helmets of these captains. Hmm. Um, okay, so the helmets apparently signify rank. And district. Right. Hmm. And uh, so for your note-keeping Bork, you are receiving plate armor, or plate mail, uh, that is 
uh, magic plus one. Oh, nice. So wearing that, and, awesome. yeah, bonus to you. Wearing that and that alone is uh, AC nineteen. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's actually stronger than your armor. Uh, yeah. Well, no, it goes up to 19. Yeah. And you don't have a buckler or a shield or anything, so it's just flat 19. Do you have proficiency in heavy armor? Yeah, you should. You should, you should look into that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to know. This plate mail is heavy. I will look into it. Uh, to request, the uh, captain of the guard that is the captain of this district, the Wanti, yeah, yeah. Um, slips you a uh, brass favor coin. Oh, I'm just collecting those. And says, nice. follow the directions of the coin. And there is someone of great importance on the other side of the door. You all should see them within the day. All right, I kind of look over the coin. What's so unique about this that looks like it's um, Well, it has a simple like face on it to make it look like a regular coin on one side, but on the yeah. other is a uh, a single sentence that is very clearly a magical incantation. Okay, I don't read it out loud. Good call. <laughs> He's learning. Yeah. And uh, so the guardsman, the, the captain of the guard that had healed you all with the heavy um, iron helmet um, sort of takes a moment and recognizes that there's been these great blessings given to all of the other members of the party and sort of takes a moment and realizes that he is sort of kind of shorthanded uh, then here. And so he. Well, uh, I'm not dying anymore. That's nice. Well, that is nice. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, but other players are getting, like, permanent buffs, and he's recognizing the bit of the distinction there. And so he kneels down to his bag, because all these captains have a bag with them. Uh, and he kneels into his bag and grabs a small ivory token and um, sort of looks to you directly into your eyes. And he, he this is the, um, the dwarf man that is, like, somehow six feet tall. Um, and he sort of looks you dead in the eyes and uh, sort of holds up his holy symbol in his uh, in the same hand that he's holding, like, that he's, like, holding his helmet underneath and holding the holy symbol up. And then he takes the ivory talisman or ivory token that he's holding and sort of gently presses it on your forehead. And a, mo- a moment later, after a quick incantation in Dwarvish, uh, what's your hit die? Um, an eight? Gain, eight? gain one. Okay. Wow, you just automatically gain an extra D8 for your hit die. Wow. Yeah, so go ahead and roll that D8 or take half for your... Oh, I rolled a one. Sorry. Every little thing helps. Yep. Yep. Is, it, is she just getting the D8 or is she also getting her constitution? No, just the D8. I don't want to okay. overcomplicate that. Okay, and to answer Michelle's question about whether or not you have heavy armor, uh, Paladins start proficiencies, armor, all armor, and shields. I figured Paladins did have heavy armor, but I was also like, oh man, maybe she doesn't. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure Paladins (laughs) have everyone's installed with it. 
Um, fighters do as well. Fighters start proficient in fucking everything. Everything works. I feel like clerics do as well, because I had it. I thought you had to... Had to get oh, it. No, 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 that's right. No, you, we had a strength requirement. Yes, that's what it was. You spent a, you okay. spent a uh, thing on strength to get the ability to use the armor you got. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, you're right. Clerics as well. Um, so, yeah, the all of the captains of the guard sort of, you know, all give you that sort of very obviously uh, practiced, very formal bow where they swing their arms from up left to mid right. And at that point, you can hear the armor thunderously clank throughout all the streets as every guard in eyeshot performs it. And, See, uh... Should we bow back? <laughs> it's entirely up to you. I bow back. I think I will, yeah. Tenshi has no idea what the hell is going on. She's like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, at which point, all of the captains of the guard um, sort of put their helmets back on, bellow uh, some sort of command that it's it's in common, but they don't sound like words. It's clearly a, a language of its own. And at that point, all of you can hear like every all this like probably thousand guard, you know, about face and march away. Even the eight that were sent with you. That's cool. That's real cool. And so, you know, spectacle or not, uh, within a minute, all of the guard that showed up so quickly dissipate just as fast. God, they're so well trained. Still want to be one. <laughs> you might, you could be. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna keep saying in my resume until they get they get tired of me and give me a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I remember correctly, there is that trial that you can go to. The uh, what is it? Just like the the fight pit to get in. Yeah. Um, as Tenshi's talking, Ogden is already taking the lid off the mug and he start drinking. It is literally a never-ending mug. Then he's going to have a hard time stopping. <laughs> Keep going until he hurts himself. Yeah, right. Which is immediately. Oh, ooh. <laughs> um, okay. What do you all care to do? We'll probably find somewhere to rest for the night, do our stuff in the morning, and then head out. I'm pretty sure we uh, already provisioned a room. At the uh, at that dwarven inn. That's yep. correct. Yeah, so let's go back yeah, there. Yeah, uh, the Malachite or whatever it is. Oh yeah, that place. Um, do I have that in my notes? It was something involving Malachite because the entire tavern was basically flames. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Um, yeah, the inn is the Malachite Mines of Mirkin. Uh, yep, that's it. So the old guy who owns its name is Mirkin. And Ruby, the dwarven waitress, who I have the hots for. <laughs> I like how that's in your notes. That's great. <laughs> Character detail. It matters. Hey, totally. Hey, man. Ogden hasn't come across a good, uh, a good-looking dwarven woman who wasn't a queen yet. To be fair, there mm -hmm. aren't many of those to be done. Yeah. Point stands. Yeah, right. Or can't be the only one who's gotten laid. <laughs> we. Technically, Vim could have, but she just wanted to talk instead. Yeah. Because she's her, much more uh, her pure and proper than we her are. Thir her thirsts are more complicated than Sins of the Flesh, guys. Right, I forgot that whole whole thing. 
Yeah, yeah I'm an intellectual guy. Come on. Alright. So you literally get turned on by mind fucking. Cool. Ah. <laughs> and we went there. Keep your fetishes out of my campaign. Do it. So, um, you all go back to the 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 bar, the the, the tavern that you have a uh, room in that. Yep. And it's a. I mean, after you guys leave the district, it's completely uneventful. I mean, shit. By the time you leave the district. You see um, patrols of guard beginning to hit the streets again. You see people rushing back to their homes that were in varying degrees of disrepair. You see, you know, you see life beginning to flow back into this district even before you leave it. All right. Which, One thing I'm curious about, though, is uh, the moss. And I'm assuming that's just absolutely gone. Yep. What about, I, I kind of nudge for what about that little sample that he put in his uh, in his bag? I want to try and look for it, and if I find it, pull it out. Um, you find the vial that you know you stored it in, but it is empty. Hmm. Interesting. I shrugged it, Ogden. Sorry. Not a problem. I just see the gears turning in your head. <laughs> It's more a matter of, I was wondering, um, I wonder if we could use it to make some, like, uh, disappearing ink. <laughs> That'd be fine. You always just use pockets in. There is also, um, what is it, magic. There is that. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. That thing that half of our party can do. Yeah. Yeah, I think, literally, you're the only one that can't. I, I don't know. Wouldn't Harmon Karn get a couple of spells? Yeah, Harmon Karn yeah, has, he gets a has, couple magic spells. has range, ranger spells. Nice. I mean, I would honestly say that key is 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 a, just a different form of magic. It's magic turned like internal. Yeah. It's magic turned internal. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, I'm playing that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Shadowrun. Fuck. Here's Fuck. A, it never ends. Here's your keyboard Sorry. that lets you digitize your body, and here's a soy calf to keep away the 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 bites. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. So, so you guys uh, proceed. You you arrive pretty unsanctimoniously. I mean, people are glad the the owners glad to see you have returned. Um, Ruby asks if you all would like a drink or, or a meal. Uh, yes, please. Meal sounds wonderful. Have and, you uh, heard the news? And as you do that motion, you actually realize that the centipede must have fallen off your arm at some point. Oh. Darn it, Edgar. We were just getting close. <laughs> uh, he was certainly getting uh, real intimate with you. Yeah, right? Well, he bit halfway through my wrist already. Right. <laughs> Maybe he's gone internal and now lives in your body. You are the host. Oh, I ate that magic bread that lasts you for like a week, so I guess I'm not going to eat. Yeah, you can always drink. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Literally. Oh, well done. That was a good wordplay. All right. That was good and unintentional. <laughs> so, you had just served a lovely meal, and mm -hmm. as it was paid for, you know, with your with your room, you were not expected to pay for it. It's a lovely <laughs> little meal, nothing terribly special, but better than your average bar food. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, do you guys just take a rest? Yeah, may as well. All right, one long rest later. Mm -hmm. 
it's uh I mean I guess do you guys long rest through the night or do you just take a long rest and want to do something at night? I think we're just gonna rest all the way. Yeah, we're probably just gonna sleep. Yeah. Like all the way through. Gotcha. Okay, um yeah, the night's completely uneventful. Great. About time we had some peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, can I get a constitution saving throw from everybody? So much for being quiet. Mm, yeah. Uh, oh, not good. Ogden's a little on the drunk side. <laughs> that is a eight. Okay. Hold on a second. Fourteen. All right. Total fourteen. Yeah. Ah, Damn. Okay, um, Bork, you're gonna notice it's a little hot. That's it. Okay. It's a little, just a little stuffy in the room, probably. And the rest of us? Don't notice it at all. Whatever that. Snoring too much. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna probably figure that it's just all these people in the room. Right. Stuffing it up. Tenchi just wakes up with like this massive head of bed head, of like bed head, like all spoofed on one side and smooth on the other. He clearly had a very restful night's sleep on that side of his body. That's it. So Tenchi didn't just get a haircut? No, he did not just get a haircut. By the way, for those of you listening at home, I got a haircut. Because <laughs> it that, clearly makes a difference when we're on you. Right. Yeah. And, my hair. and that, that was just a joke for me. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, other than that gentle note that uh, is a little stuffy, but only really to Bork, nothing else of importance to the morning. You're offered, uh, you know, your breakfast and uh, morning ale, if you desire it, or wine, or even just a cup of milk. Tea would be good. Alright. Okay, so, we're going to find out what's up with this coin today, or? Yeah, I mean, that's the plan, but I don't think we should be reading it in here. Yeah, fair. In fact, he gives the coin to Vim, going, "If it's if it's magical, you should probably do that." Okay, it's it's a it's a very ornate looking but uh, simple brass coin. It has one side of it is clearly designated to make it look like a regular coin, but the other side has a magical incantation on it. Okay, we'll finish our breakfast and then we can go into an open area and okay, like make semi-private right. read it. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything else anybody, anybody else wanted to do? Nah. Bread, cheese, and fruits, and his tea. That's breakfast. Alright. Cool. Alright, one breakfast later. Does this close out our rooms, or are we going to stay here for another night? Um, or do we have it for three nights? Or I, I remember you guys got it for four nights, because he's, because, uh, uh, the the owner said if you bought it for a fourth night, it would be for free. Okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. You guys want to go uh, do this cantation thing in the room where there might be some privacy? I'm afraid it's going to, like, activate, like, portals and oh, it's going to fall through. We can just... Yeah, we just, we just lost the two of them. Yeah. I swear to God, the microwave is not running right now. <laughs> Alright, but yeah, so you guys want to use the coin up in your room? Yeah, it'll probably be the best. Right. <laughs> you go back. Sorry about hey, that. My uh, mic stopped registering. 
Okay. So, yeah. Do you want to go with them? They're going to go back up to the room to do this coin thing. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. All right. You all go back up to your room. It is just as you left it. Uh, and uh, there's just a simple magical incantation on the back of the coin in Elven. Okay. I'm going to read the uh, incantation. Okay. As you do so, your eyes sort of begin to like exude a gentle blue light, and there's like little. That's not like, what I was expecting. <laughs> Me neither. I'm really worried. All right. Uh, That's the safe word. <laughs> and like a like a little smoldering of like fire, but like blue, like pure, like almost like neon blue fire, sort of gouts out of your eyes, and uh, you hear in your head alone. No one else hears this. Please show us who your friends are and how many there are. Um, so I'm going to, I guess, uh, look at my companions okay. and say there, you know, uh, four of us total, five? How many yeah, five. five of us total? And at that, your eyes, the, the, the fire like on your eyes sort of puffs away. And each of, the, of you all um, are targeted by the arcane mark spell and receive a little sort of mark on the underneath of your chin. Neat. What'd you do to me, Ben? Tenshi just kind of scratches at it. And uh, Vin, you see a sort of pixie dust-like uh, trail leading out of your room. Oh, I don't know what we need to follow, guys. I got it. Right. <clears throat> I'll go first. All right. Do you guys uh, put on your armor and anything like that, or do you just go? Oh, oh yes. I will all, my armor. all of my armor. Okay. <laughs> Fucking monks. <laughs> Eat me. Uh, yes, I take so ten minutes to don my armor while everyone else dons their armor. Uh, no. Well, right? Yeah. Um, it takes you 10 minutes to do my hair. It's important. <laughs> it's really important. You gotta look good. Yeah, especially when it's like four feet long. Alright, so it's very obvious to Ven and no one to, and to no one else that there is a very clearly laid out magical path, or trail, I should say, for you to follow. And, oh, they can't see it? No, they cannot see it. Only you okay. can. Alright, well, trust me, guys. We gotta follow this sparkly magic path. Who knows where? It's totally safe, oh. guys. Don't worry about it. Hey, she's never led us wrong before. You she can't. just looks around. What path? What, what sparkly magic path? All right, so um, we're all armored up and we're heading out the door. Okay. So armored. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you guys follow the path for probably about an hour or so. Um, you, know, you you leave the bar, you turn left, you go down some streets. You probably go through an entire district before you get to where you're going. Uh, and, you know, the world seems to have just kept on turning without even noticing the difference. There's probably a lot of talk of, oh, did you hear the darkness is gone? Oh, I heard that there was a, some group of adventurers that went in there. Another group? Yeah, I heard. You know, you hear rumors and gossip gurus talking about the events. But no one seems to know that it was you that did it. Let's keep it that way. 
probably for the best. So uh, you you arrive at your destination completely unaccosted, and the pathway to Ben's eyes uh, ends at a very uh, pleasant looking door. It uh, is attached, obviously, to a building. <laughs> Uh, and this building looks like just a residence like any other. It's The building itself is not particularly extravagant, uh, other than the red wood door. And there is some sort of manservant standing outside of it, um, who is dressed in quite nice finery. Okay, and, I'm going to tell them, alright, this is where the path led. Okay. The, we should go knock and see who's home. Well, or we can just talk to the guy. Yeah, the, the manservant yeah. actually addresses you all as you approach. Okay. Ah, yes, our guests for the morning. May I see your tickets? Tenji just looks around. Uh, we didn't get tickets. I look at, um, Ben. Coin? You didn't say anything about tickets. Um, I'm gonna, uh, yeah. You said they were on the bottom of our chin? Yeah, like right underneath your chin. So at, at yeah. you doing so... And uh, yes, the, the the manservant sort of nods. Yes, of course. Sorry, I did not mean to be so cryptic to you people. Alright, so guys, show him your, uh, your mark. Oh, no, points to the thing under his neck. And, uh, the, Arden, at, uh, with his right hand holds up his beard and with his left hand points at his mark. <laughs> At, while you all do this, the uh, manservant sort of takes this, like, handkerchief out of his pocket and sort of wipes the mark away for, off of each of you. And, and says, yes, of course, the master's waiting for you. Please, make yourselves as comfortable as possible. And with that, he opens the door to a very nice uh, and well-lit foyer. All right. Alright, go on in. Yep. Um, you all are received at the foyer by a pair of other servant-looking individuals. They are not quite dressed as the man outside was, uh, but they are both clearly um, in the employ of the master of this building. And one of them approaches you with a platter of simple snacks, you know, like sandwich triangles and shit like that, and the other one has a, a uh, plate, uh, like a dinner plate, not a dinner plate, like a serving plate in their hands with, um, like, small drinks. There's, like, coffee and liquor and, you know. They're clearly here to sate your potential appetites. Tenchi takes the coffee and the sandwich. Okay. Arden takes a sandwich and then pops the lid off his mug. Alright. Uh... This so, is going to be the death of him. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ogden, Ogden Homehearth uh, uh, failed to ever make it into the guard due to his raging alcoholism. <laughs> he now spends his days living with Tenchi in a home somewhere in the woods, away from alcohol so he can recover. No, no. <clears throat> He's pre he prestiges as a drunken master. There you go. There it is. So at this point, the manservant has followed you all in and sort of points to a off room and says, the master is waiting for you in his office. All right, let us go. Yep. I feel like we'll find out soon. 
All right, so, so you all you all go into that other room. Yes. Yeah, Vin seems to be leading the party here, so I'm gonna follow Vin's lead. Yep, I go into the other room. Chance is probably doing the worst thing possible, and that's what drinking your coffee. <laughs> A man who has never had caffeine before. Uh oh. <laughs> it's gonna be bouncing off the walls more than normal. It's It'll be fun. Bouncing so, um, you all walk into the room, and sitting at a very nice, very luxurious chair in front of a fireplace, holding a brandy snifter of some sort of dark wine, is uh, a man with an it's octopus. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, this is my kind of dude. I feel like we've been in a situation before, like this before. Didn't he turn out to be a vampire last time? Yes. Uh, yeah, except that wasn't wine. But you immediately, <laughs> yeah, right. There's that aspect to it. But that you, wasn't wine. You immediately re- realize that you're not dealing with the average sort when you recognize that the man in the in the chair before you has a fucking octopus for a head. An octopus for a head? Yes. Oh crap! Fuck right. me! <sighs> Gonna make that nature that knowledge check. Actually, would this be magic? Um, it would I think be, this should be other worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would be willing to say that just about all of you would know what the fuck a mind flare is. Yep. Ogden <laughs> so, probably visibly just kind of jerks to a stop. Tenchi is for once paralyzed with fear. So I'm not, I don't actually know what this creature is, so can you explain it to me? Sure. Um, first of all, this is what a mind flare looks like. Looks pretty evil. Oh, they are weird as fuck. They are, uh, for all intents and purposes, they are humanoid in feature, except for the fact that they generally have quite clawed hands, like they have prominent fingernails that come to points. Um, and like I said, they have a fucking octopus for a head. Um, I mean, they have a regular they have a regular head, but they have four tendrils on the front of their face, a uh, a maw, and the middle of it. And um, they are known for their ability to devour brains to learn their secrets. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's that level of mind fuckery. Yeah, basically. Let's not piss them off. I will do my best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no promises. So he sits there, and as you all approach, he stands up and sort of gently bows uh, his upper torso and begs you all to find a seat and make yourselves as comfortable as you would like to be. Um, there are clearly already set out uh, chairs for the four of you, for the five of you. Okay. Then she sits down. I sit down. And uh, as you all do, he says, thank you, please. I understand that I am not the simplest of people to meet, but allow me to properly introduce myself. I am Aurelius, first of his name. Oh. Huh. A lot of things just click together all of a sudden. Eh, makes sense. By the way, Tenchi in the chair, his leg is just bouncing up and down and he's drumming his fingers on his knee because he's never really experienced caffeine before. <laughs> Fuck you, that's not how coffee works. It takes at least 15 minutes for that shit to hit your system. Depends on what it is. I mean, valid, but also... Boo. <laughs> Because if, co- if coffee, if regular fucking normal coffee was goddamn human jet fuel, I would not have to resort to the great espresso-like <laughs> symptoms that I would need to go to get my coffee fix. Anyway. 
So he sits down now that um, he's sort of introduced himself and continues after taking a big sip of wine. So what is it exactly that brings you to my parlor this fine, fine morning? Uh, we, we, we need locations of the crystal spirits. We seem to be a little short on information on it. Hmm. Well, that is a big and tall order. An order that I can fulfill, I mind to say. But you didn't come across that favor coin for a single question, I doubt. So, is there anything else that I can help you with before I continue on? That's the only thing I wanted to know. As he looks to, to argue with everyone else. Well, didn't they promise you a map for that coin? I don't think he promised a map. I just asked for information. We'd like to know the locations of the uh, the crystals as well as um, a uh, being that calls himself the Sunderer. Ooh. Do you have any information on this character? And would that be all then? Can you tell me how my family's doing? I suppose I could. I believe that is all. All right. And at that moment, he sort of like taps his offhand on his thigh, and you hear um, rings slide on metal poles as curtains are drawn to all exits to this room. Uh, it does not make the room much darker, although all of the light in this room is being brought on by the fireplace and other um, light sources in the room. There's no window. And he sort of stands up, looking to his fire, and he turns to you and says, So, simple, then complicated, shall I? Tenchi, right. first of his name as I understand it. Your family is doing, well, about the same as you would have known. There have been visitors to your home island about two weeks ago. They brought uh, bundles of clothes and asked for knowledge from, I believe, your sister. Other than that, I don't know much more. Does that say she had your question? Yeah. Right. Next, more complicated question. The spirits you speak of, I assume, are the recorded manifestations of the crystals. And I have heard that there is eight in total. I don't know how many you've all come across, but I assume one of them was involved with District C. That's a fair assumption. Well, hardly an assumption. Thank you for telling me for sure, though. So, I imagine that that's not your first encounter with a crystal spirit, so I don't know how many you're looking to find, although I can tell you for a fact that there are two on other continents, and one is on this one. There is some strange happenings in Yalzar Minor, in its, east, in its western plains, and there is some weird happenings of a never-ending night in uh, the south, the southern reaches of the Twinst Yarda, I've heard. But uh, the most curious thing, and I imagine will call your attention to most urgently, is a 
a lava flow in the middle of the southern desert from here that is turning entire hills of sand into glass. Hmm. That is quite peculiar. That does definitely spark our interest. Sounds like a hotbed of activity, that's for sure. He sort of gently chuckles at your uh, attempt. And then, he, and then he sits back down. Seems to swirl his uh, wine quite adamantly. Alright. Oh, I believe that was everything we asked, right? No, yeah, not yeah. quite. Still the most complicated question that you asked. You see, you asked about this being that has been referred to as the Sunderer. I know fair share about this being, and I can tell you for a fact that he, well whatever he might be, is, well, to put it simply, was once a simple man, like anyone else. But something changed him, and now I don't know that that you should even bother with gender to such a being that might merely be more of a representative of a concept than anything else. There seems to be nothing but a pure drive in this being to destroy the crystals, which is troubling. I say, uh, what were each of you doing maybe only a few years ago? A few days ago. <clears throat> a few years or a few days? A few years ago. Oh. I was living on the island, tending to gardens and building new structures and carrying yes. out the day-to-day -day duties that the father no longer did. Yeah, you finished that watchtower before a windstorm, I believe, wasn't it? Mm. Less watchtower, more treehouse. Nah. <laughs> I was <clears throat> studying to become an acolyte when I felt a uh, higher calling. Yeah, it brought you quite far from your home, hasn't it? This is true. I've seen much of the world, more than I ever thought I'd see. You'll see much more by the end of it, I'm sure. Fantastic. A few years ago, I was doing research for a book on uh, some particularly interesting fey uh, legends. Yes, and one of those came true, didn't it? It did indeed. Probably just being in the guard, falling streets in the city. Yes. Why do our past years matter to the Sunderer? Well, it matters to how close your ears would have been to gossip and rumor. For a few years ago, a large group of individuals with differing amounts of power in the world were putting themselves to prevent something like this from happening. Needless to say, something went terribly awry. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. The being who became the Sunderer played a hand in that. And it has definitely been most unfortunate. Say... I don't imagine any of you have read any of the old stories about the crystals, have you? About what? About what? Any of the old stories about the crystals, have you? Um, 
I didn't read. Ogden might have in the uh, in the church, but might be doubtful. And I might have, but I'm not. But sure. actually, they're deities essentially. So yeah, Ogden might have read uh, bits and passages of them. Probably just bedtime stories from mom. Yeah, probably. So, I also believe, forgive me if I'm wrong, although I doubt it, you've met some of the heroes. True. And uh, how was that unfortunately old human doing? (laughs) He's still kicking. Still got the magic in him. Yes. I I think so. I have, I have my theories on him. Hmm. You know, uh, sorry, I'm gossiping at this point. You'll have to forgive me. I sort of find myself, when in the company of individuals who know things that I don't, I find myself simply prodding questions and never answering. You'll have to excuse me on that. So old habits and all. So, the Sunderer, well, honestly, is quite close right now. I imagine that that whole poor village on the coast of the desert that once had over 3,000 people living in it and now has about four people living in it. Well, I don't, I don't have to be a master spy to put giant hammer indentations in every building and, uh, you know, that thing that that Sunderer seems to swing around to figure out who was behind that genocide. But I imagine that you all will probably meet him again quite soon. Hmm. But who was he? I don't believe that I'm permitted to say. Can you tell us if he has any... uh weaknesses? Many. But I'm afraid that the most important one may sound a bit a bit cliche. You see, the Sunderer has no allies. It is a being entirely in its own action and its own company. And yet here sit before me a cast of individuals that, well, simply put, might outnumber him. Numbers, I suppose that's true. And there's it's just one there. diversity of talent as well. Yes. Funny though. Cunning, and he holds his fingers up as he lists these. Cunning, intelligence, defense, and prowess all fall to a hammer. I would mind yourselves very carefully. And remember that it's not just you that knows of the Sunderer's weakness. The Sunderer is trying to make allies, and everywhere. Unfortunately, well, there's only two ways of making allies, and, well, you all are quite the example of the kinder, more passive means, whereas the Sunderer is probably nothing but the brutish and, well, hammer-on-the-head sort of approach. Hmm. Mind yourselves and mind your friends. The best advice I could give you. Um, thank you. Yes, thanks. 
How does one man break four crystals all at once? By not merely being a single man. So there's more than one? Oh, I don't know if it's quite that simple. Hmm. Oh. It's giving us some things to think about. <clears throat> okay, so I've been muted for I don't know how long. Can you all hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. We, I've, I've actually been able to hear you. Jumping on and off for some weird reason. That is weird. Hmm. So, so, how did you word it? Uh, intelligence... Wisdom, strength, and prowess all fall to the hammer? Uh, cunning was one of okay. them. Cunning and not her defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. You sort of get the idea that he's naming qualities that each of you have. Right, I yeah. get it. Yeah. I think he's kind of out of character. It seems like he's saying that individually we'll all fall together. Yeah, I'm getting that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Little, little overtly, but yeah, that's pretty much what he's saying. Yeah. All you need is love. <laughs> <laughs> Friendship. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Cool. So he he then continues just very very quickly. If there's not a fourth question for me, I would ask that you all make your day as pleasant as possible, but I would gladly assist you further should you have a question. Anyone else have anything they want to ask? How about you, Homicarn? He's the silent type. Womp womp. <laughs> Sorry, little jab in there. <laughs> I guess what's the quickest way to get to the desert from here? I would yeah. suggest you purchase a series of sand skirt lizards and make your way to the yellow rail. Sand skirt lizards. He just looks at all good with the sand skirt lizard. Probably a lizard with a skirt, no, with a sand up its skirt. He pictures that and he's like, okay. <laughs> Boo. Well, thank you for your, uh, your knowledge. Uh, yes, we appreciate your knowledge and time. Mm -hmm. And for not playing our brains. Well, please, that coin that you were received did not, I'm sure, come easily to the person who used to own it, much less yourself. Mm hmm. All right. Well, that, say our thanks and uh, probably turn around and head on out. Very good. And he sort of slaps the top of his leg again, and the curtains are opened by uh, attendees. He stands up and sort of, again, sort of gently bows his upper torso to say goodbye. <laughs> sort of do the same kind of, like, little nod, bow, whatever. Yeah. Likewise. Well, that was not at all what I... Uh, once we get out of, uh, out of his facility... Sure. I didn't uh, reveal to the rest of the group. That was not at all what I, what I was expecting. Helpful, but I was not prepared. I'm just glad they didn't play our brains. Yeah, that too. That I mean, too. It wouldn't take much of me, but... No. Um, yeah. The information about the Sunder was... Also unexpected. Interesting. Unexpected, but interesting. 
But why wouldn't he be at liberty to say who he is? Uh, maybe he didn't want to admit he does not know. Or maybe think... there are people that Aurelius the first fears. Smart man would fear someone. Indeed. Only the fool thinks himself above. What else? Huh. So, Could we do what we are in the large city? Yeah, mull over that for just a moment. I'll be right back. Cool. You well, want to say something about? About what? No, I think they've just told us to come here. The Aurelius house. Well, we didn't know it was Aurelius house. It was yeah. just a wonderful moment over there. But while we're in the large city, go. while we're in this gigantic city, this hub of the world, it would not be a bad idea if we were to spend some of our hard-gotten money on supplies that we're going to need later down the road. This is true. If we're going to be uh, going to uh, the desert, water skins will be... Water skins for days. Fair amount. Uh, hey, you're not going to... Hey, drinking is thirsty business. <laughs> uh, some desert clothes wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, I want to go with aesthetic. Full Wait, Star what? Wars? Yeah, you're gonna dress up as Princess Leia. No, I meant like, you know, the desert, like, Luke's kind of like desert cheek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. Yeah. The, the, fir the first 30 minutes of uh, Force Awakens look. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. What? I know, I'm a whole nerd. You haven't seen Star Wars Episode 7? It's pretty good. They came out like ages ago. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a bad to hurt. Ah, it's fine. I mean, yeah, it's fine. It was not as cool as you guys, that's it. Wow. I'm such anyway, a Anyway, off, uh, off of the Star Wars and back into our other movie. Right. Uh, we do, we, we would probably benefit from some shopping. We have lizards to get. Um, desert clothes wouldn't be a bad idea. Water skins, as somebody so wonderfully pointed out. Mm-hmm. Um, if anybody else has any ideas... Well, we should definitely look into these sand skirt lizards as well and see if that's something we can acquire here and take with us on the yellow rail down yeah, to the southernmost point. Well, I mean, we're able to put horses on there, so I can't imagine we're going to be able to put other things on there, too. Yep. Oh, I have water skins. Hmm. You have horse wallets? I have water skins. Oh, okay. Already. Or at least I have one for me. Adventures pack. Yeah. Yeah. It came with uh, my Explorer's back, whatever it is. Alright, um... I want to do some magic shopping. Okay. You're in the biggest city in the world. Name it, you could probably find it. Is there like a... A, a bargain... Uh, potion depot? I imagine that there are several alchemists in the city, yes. Alright, well, that's all I to do. Anybody else? I mean, he'll go with you. Uh, Tenshi will go with you, just because he really doesn't have anywhere else to go that he specifically needs to be. And they're uh, too, so... I don't exactly have a lot of cash on me, so I think I might head back to the... Uh, the tavern that we're staying at, and see if they need any help there. You can always do the heals from Wheels thing. People give you money, yep. you give them healing goodness. 
Yeah, I suppose I could do that. I haven't been to the church in a while. Maybe I'll go do that instead. Go offer healing at the uh, church. Okay. Does uh, Bork want to go shopping? Who was that directed to? Does Bork want to go shopping? Uh, Bork has pretty much no money. So, no. Bork would not like to go shopping. <laughs> okay, so just uh, Tenchi and Ven then. Yeah, the only two people with money because the mug doesn't need any and the warlock is fucking loaded. <laughs> Just a little dragon sword things. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go to a, a nice reputable potion shop as my, my first stop. Sure. Also, I'm gonna pack you up, so it kind of works out well. <laughs> the tallest member of the party and the shortest member of the party having a shopping day. Oh, boy, howdy, did you just luck out? <laughs> Boy, howdy, did we almost walk into an anime? <laughs> Not on my watch. I don't know, dude. Give it time. So, potion shopping. Yep. One. <laughs> He's got a whole oh. list of available goods. Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and just mention, like, what you're looking for. I just want more healing potions. Okay, yeah. They, no, they got that. They, I like they, to have them around uh, because I'm so squishy. Right. And I used up all of mine. I would easily say that um, there is... There is the, the apothecary that you walk into is ran by a pair of gnomes. Um, they seem to be uh, similar in appearance, but not related uh, one is stocking the shelves, and the other one greets you at the door um, and says, Oh, hello and welcome. What is it that we can help you with today? Hi, I'm looking for um, looking to purchase uh, several healing potions from your Maybe finest house. Uh, how many and how powerful? Um, I uh, a medium strength. And how many? Um, how much does a medium? What does that do? That's what moderate wounds. I would probably count that as the player's handbook one, which is I think what fifty gold for one d eight plus two. One d Sure, oh. I will take uh, four of those. Oh, gladly. One moment. He goes and runs to the shelf that has uh, a slew of these um, red glass potions. While Vin is ordering, Tenchi's kind of going around the uh, the shelves and the aisles and looking at all the labels and you know stuff like that. Yeah, there's. All manner of potions, some with simple and uh, very mundane-looking bottles, to some that have an odor just by being near them. So is this strictly a potion shop, or do they sell all number of magical items? Um, they sell all manner of potions. Now, that is not entirely limited to sort of simple potion, either. Yeah. Um, but they seem to deal in all things alchemical. In fact, they have an alchemy jug for sale. 
How much? <laughs> you have to give me a more than I can afford. Um, yeah, potion of healing is fifty gold, and it's two d four plus two healing. Okay. So sorry, I, I was wrong about that, but that's probably a little bit better. And since you're buying so many of them, he sells them to you at a discount of 40 gold apiece. So it's only 160 instead of uh, uh, 200. And you were asking about the alchemy jug, Freda? Yeah, just out of curiosity more than actual intent to buy. Like, how much would it cost retail? Well, there is literally no such thing as retail cost for magical items. <laughs> um... All right, wholesale. Uh, a alchemy jug would be valued at 750 gold. Nope, too much for my blood. Um, how about a never-ending uh, water skin? Okay. It's like more of the uh, magical item shop rather really, than a potion shop. Oh, right. More of a magical item shop. Yeah. I believe that is classified as a endless decanter of water. Oh, decanter of endless water. Mm-hmm. Um. So he, uh, do you inquire about that? Uh, yeah, I'm just curious. Um, the, the gnome sort of eyes you up sort of suspiciously and goes, ah, are you planning on heading to the desert? Uh, yes, I'm thinking about traveling that way. Oh, um, and he sort of has already grabbed this very ornate glass, like, half-moon bottle um, that is clearly filled with water. And he says, oh, you won't need something as powerful as that then. And he sort of goes down a few shelves and grabs a um, dragon-skinned leather water skin mm-hmm. and says, this dragon skin, uh, this dragon water skin made of dragon leather is actually also in bless, uh, imbued with the power of, well, being never-ending, you see. Uh, and is not as powerful as that other item I was about to grab for you. That thing can produce great gouts of water at, at a high pressure. You can even hurt someone with it. Um, but if you were just looking for never-ending drinking water, this would be purely sufficient, and it would only cost you 300 gold coins, whereas that would cost you well over 1,000. Can you say that again? How much was it? Uh, 300, 300 gold. 300? Um, well, if it's a never-ending water scan, I think we only need one. Sure. I mean, and I can put the money down for that. I haven't really spent money on anybody. Alright, I would uh, be quite glad to purchase that. Thank you. Wonderful. Yes, 300 gold coins, not a one more. <laughs> then are we gonna... And I'm gonna buy it, so... Oh, you're gonna buy it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't really spend my money on anything. Yeah. 
and if you if you have other needs um, for the desert, I have some other items that might be of assistance. Oh, so. Um, well, here, and he sort of grabs a footstool and walks over to uh, a few aisles, not aisles, but like few sections over, and steps steps up his uh, his little footstool and points to this little array of like six potions that all look very similar. They seem to have like a like a heavy maple syrup in it, and he, he points to each of these and goes. This, each of these bottles has four doses of, um, well, of a liquid that would affect you like the Endure Elements spell that some wizards come to know. Uh, it is very useful for going into places that you normally would not be able to persevere. Um, uh, yes, the... Uh... I could see how that might come in handy in the, the heat of the desert. Um, if we were to buy the uh, water skin and one of these potions, could we get a, a discount? What are we looking at? Well, the potions themselves are not altogether terribly expensive, so I'm not sure that I'd have to really offer you much a deal to interest you. Um, they'll only be about 40 gold apiece. And bear in mind, that's four doses, each of which, each of which lasts a day. Uh, well, then I will take uh, two potions. So that would be 380 gold then? Uh, yes. Wonderful. I'll get the potions, and Frodo, you're getting the water skin? Yeah, I already took the money out for that. Okay, sweet. So that's eight doses of Endure Elements? Yep. Alright, um, he asks if there's anything else he could interest you in. Uh, I think that's, uh, just fine. Uh, where do we find a Sanskrit lizard? Oh, well, I suppose that makes a lot of sense. Uh, there is a market bazaar just down the street. He gives you some simple directions to get to there. Just, and that bazaar specifically deals in selling animals. Um, although generally the animals are there are used for entertainment purposes or butchering purposes. There are definitely a couple of people that sell mounts, and I think I remember seeing uh, an orcish man who sold uh, Sanskrit lizards. God damn it. Okay. Alright, I'm ready to head there. That's cool. Okay. Alright. So do you yep. all just head to that place, or do you go somewhere else? Um, um, I don't think we need to go anywhere else, not just yet. We just eat the lizards and desert cores, and that's about it. Yeah. Okay. So you guys arrive at the bazaar, and just as the, the gnomon Excuse me. This is the gnomon described it. It is a, uh, a, a large location, uh, very similar to the district square that you went to in the darkness. And, uh... It is filled with people, filled with jo with animals, large and small. Uh, and there is, um, very quickly, you can find the Sanskrit lizards, although you don't know them to be Sanskrit lizards, but there's only one person selling giant lizards, so you could probably put it together. 
they just kind of lean down to Van Wilder. It's like, I, I, I think that's our guy. Yep, man with the giant lizards. I don't see anything else with giant. So yeah, let's go. Okay. Clearly, that was the bell leading into the uh, into the stop. Yeah. It could have been no other thing. No, no, no. That's exactly what that is. We'll leave it in. We're not even gonna fix that in post. Cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. So you walk over. Like I said, it's an open roof bazaar. So there's no shop necessarily to go into. You walk right up, and the large, boisterous, orcish man looks to the two of you as you approach and goes, Ah, hello, welcome. Is there something of my many variety of beasts that you seem to uh, desire? We need lizards. Ah, Sanskrit lizards, I assume. How many? Tenshi starts to count on his fingers. How many uh, can ride on one of these? Uh, We're from uh, other parts and we are not familiar with the creatures. Well, I suppose two of your size are one of his size. Okay. Mm. We need a lot then. We need at least four. Because you can always ride shotgun with someone. Yeah, I can double up with somebody else, and then we have uh, Tom Karn. Yeah, yeah, that's four. We need four uh, lizards. lizards. Very good. Sanskrit lizards, only 80 gold apiece. 80 gold apiece? Is there... well, mm. Do these come with the saddles and the various accessories? Naturally. Saddle and bit and one day of feed included. What do they eat? Meat, preferably. Though they seem to have a fancy for poultry, I've noticed. Hmm. All right. Still eighty gold apiece. That's that's a little steep. Um. Do we still have those horses? No, we got rid of them a long time ago. Okay. Well. Well, perhaps we can barter then. I'm always interested in that. And this is a bazaar, after all. Well, it certainly is bizarre. Um. I don't have negotiation skills because I'm a dummy. Yes, well. Perhaps, uh. You would. Uh. Be fit to. Part with them for a mere uh, seventy uh, a piece. We don't need necessarily your uh, your youngest and uh, prettiest uh, lizards. We're just looking for something that's reliable. You want to back that up with a, with a check? Yes. Um, I'm going to do persuasion. Right. Oddly enough, I have that trait. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it's so high. It's uh, nineteen plus four three three. Jeez. He goes. Well, unfortunately, I don't have infirm or unhealthy lizards to sell. I only sell fine quality. But, well, if I'm honest, eighty gold is certainly their worth. I would not sell you fraudulently, but. I could either make the money and sell four to you for a cheaper price or not make the deal by the sound of it. And I'm sure that if I wanted to take your offer of 70, you'd try and talk me down even further. So let's just not even be bothered with the back and forth of this haggling and how does 60 apiece sound. Better. Much better. You have yourself a, a fine deal. And I shake his hand. All right. He shakes your hand. And uh, calls to another orc nearby and has him saddle up and prepare for Sanskrit lizards. He then asks, "Do you man, man do you intend to ride these yourself personally, or would you need a caravan?" We need my caravan. Like a, a cart, something that pulls. Oh, um. Uh, no, we are intending to ride these ourselves. Ah, tis a shame I have a cousin who sells caravans. <laughs> God damn it. Well, um, if can you we uh, pick these animals up um, uh, perhaps tomorrow? If they must wait that long, I suppose. I mean, where else would we put them in the meantime? Oh, I don't know. That's not hardly my business, but I would just like to let you know that these animals would be ready to leave with you in just a moment, if you were patient. Um, well, uh, the problem being that we are but two people and we have but four lizards. True, true. Also, we're still going to be in town for another night, so really we would have no choice to house them. Well, allow yeah. me to, to ask you this then. Where would you be met intending to... Uh, how do you manage? Do you intend on leaving on the lizards, or will you take the barge south up the river, or are you taking the Ella Rail? We will take the Ella Rail. Well, I don't right. know. It depends on how much money it costs to take the Ella Rail down there. You said there was a barge? Yes, there's a, a river barge that heads south out of the city. It's about half as fast, and it doesn't get you all the way to the desert, but it's substantially cheaper. Uh, well, we are a little short on funds after yeah, this. You know. I think we have to worry about uh, Ella Rail costs. Is that correct? No, we still do. But we got those, uh, did we not get clumped all the way down to, or was it only down to here? I think it was only down to here. Okay. Well. We can ask the rest of the team what they want to do and what they remember. Yeah. But as far as I know, it was only as far as the owl. Very well. I will hold on to your four Sanskrit lizards until tomorrow. But please, if you do not intend to take them tomorrow, send someone to let me know. Okay. Sure. All right. And with that, yeah. do, you, do you, you all go? Yep. Yeah. Um, we're going to take our receipt, presumably. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm good. If you want to head back to the whatever 
Okay. Yep. And she was just following because A, he has money, and B, he was kind of a fat dude. A, had money. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you guys meet up back at the room, or I mm-hmm. assume back at the room, right, everyone? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Um, what uh, What would you all like to, I guess you guys have some new information to discuss with your party. Yeah, so um, when I was, uh, well, when um, Tenchi and I were out and about um, at the shops, I stocked up on some indoor element potions, as well as uh, some healing potions for our, our next travels. When I get that, so he just unscrews the water skin and starts pouring it out. Hey, I can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> you are all the fucking worst. <laughs> it's okay, you just cast that thing on the one floor, it's fine. Hey, kidding? I'm gonna get out my, uh, my straw of drinking and go to town. <laughs> Careful, I might accidentally hydrate you. <laughs> uh. Anyway. We also purchased um, four sand skirt lizards. Oh, fantastic. Um, we that saves uh, us a trip tomorrow, I take it. Yeah, but yep. now we have the choice. Do we want to make the trip on the Ella Rail, or do we want to take the river barge that goes back? Ooh, how far does the river barge go? Mostly. I'm down for uh, taking a boat. It's also cheaper. I'm very much down for taking a boat. There we go. Work has very little money there. Poor Bork does not have money to spend. So, cheaper. So, I, maybe we'll... I guess I thought we had Ellerial tickets or something, but did we not? No. No, it, was... it only took us to Yale. Yeah, just to get us down here, that was all that was comped. Right. So, so you know. Keep this. Do you remember the Ella Rail black envelope, right? Did you run out that? I did not remember that, no, because I was not the person who took that. It's written in my list of items. So it must have been you that took that. Yeah, it's, I don't remember. In it, or what we were supposed to do with it? Fuck, I don't remember either. Uh, this is bad. All I remember is that he didn't want us to read it on the train? Yeah, I remember that. We're not on the train anymore? Quick, let's listen to our pods of casting. <laughs> Hold on, just give me 14 hours. Man, total side note, have you guys, like, heard how many people are reading, are listening in now? No. No, I, no many. I know it was uh, Winters and, and Dylan. Like, a, a ton of people are listening to the sessions now. Like, like 20-plus people. Oh, my God, oh, that's we're famous. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is awesome. Hello, 20 people who are listening to yeah. us. Yeah. Hi. Ho- hello, hello, fans. <laughs> uh, fans is a stretch, but, you know, live your dream. All right. Nope. Sorry, folks. I don't have anything about a black uh, envelope in my well, notes. I open my backpack and go looking for a black envelope. You, I find one. you find I'll the black. the deck. <laughs> you, Probably in his ale. You 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 find your the the envelope that was given to you by the uh, conductor. Is it sealed? Yes, with a gold wax. 
so should I just open this guy? I feel like we're supposed to give that to someone specific. Maybe we should sleep on it for a week and figure it out. <laughs> and forget about it for another five sessions. Yeah, right. Uh, I feel like we should open it. I feel like that's a terrible idea. Do it. Who were we supposed to give it to? I don't even remember. Is there such thing as a memory check? Can I can I roll for that and then you tell me what I remember? <laughs> I think you don't remember shit because you don't remember shit. Yeah, I think if, it's just if, if I had a fucking dollar for every time a player had asked me that, <laughs> I will tell you all that the conductor told you to open to not open the envelope until you were in the walls of Yao. Oh, yeah, oh. right. Well, we're in the walls of Yao. So we're up in our private room, right? Right. Yes. All right, guys, I'm going to open it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I open the envelope. Okay. Inside of it is an invitation to a ball. Oh, let me guess. It was last night? Nope. It's tonight, isn't it? Nope. Tomorrow night? I will gladly tell you the contents of the letter if you motherfuckers would stop fucking guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us the contents of the letter? Absolutely. With great pleasure. Awesome. What does it say? In the, the, it is an invitation to a ball that is attending approximately, is what it says. However, at the bottom, it has a... Uh, inside the envelope, there was a quill, by the way. Okay. Uh, and there is a line that says, you know, for you, for cl- quite clearly, for you to sign. And at the bottom, there is a... Um, Sort of water, not watermarked. What is it called when you uh, indent paper with an emblem? Uh, like an embossing postmark? Yeah, yeah, like, embossing. Yeah, embossing. Uh, that is the symbol of the Elleray. So when is the date of the ball? Approximately. Uh, approximately. Yep, that's what it says. The word approximately. And so we don't know when the ball is? We're just supposed to say Probably it. until we sign it. Oh. Um, Does it have a location? Like, is it here in Yao, or...? It, it simply says, You and your friends have clearly come across an important piece of information. It is the greatest of pleasure that the Elemental Rail Service extends its hand in kindness and offers you an opportunity to us to, for us to earn your favor again. If you would please sign your name below... And you may join us at the ball that is approximately period. I want to go to a fancy party. I don't know if I have fancy clothes anymore. <laughs> oh, you mean since the dead vampire clothes? They're not exactly nice anymore. I've kind of been shot, stabbed, beaten, bludgeoned, set on fire, and electrocuted in these clothes. Well, I'm cool with signing it. You guys? Go for it. Go ahead. I mean, I I would assume we're all signing it. Yep. Hmm. Well, I mean... I have a hard bargain. (laughs) I mean, Kenshi will sign it. It just won't look particularly good. You can put an X. It's okay. You don't... All right. I'm going to sign it. Um, With what? With the... Oh, um, you said there was a quill in there, right? That's correct. What, what, what's your ink? Oh, shit. Uh, Tenchi knows this. He pricks his finger with the quill? 
you now have blood on the, the quill? I mean, I can assume that's what this is for, unless I'm doing it wrong, guys. Yeah, that's probably about right. Go right ahead. Let's see what happens. You do it first. <laughs> oh, you want me to sign my name with your blood? Sure, why not? Why the hell not? Sounds like a really Ogden. shitty deal for a demon, yeah. Alright, uh, as Ogden is the first person and signs his name, the room is immediately shrouded in magical darkness. And the as the darkness sort of fills the room, a moment later it like sort of expands and then completely recedes again. And when it does, you are clearly not in the same place that you were. You are in a uh, fitting room of some sort. All of us? All of you. And, uh... Is there anyone in this fitting room? Yes. There is a crew of five attendees, one to each of you. And they immediately are are identifiable as devils, because they do not look humanoid at all. Or they, they do look humanoid, but they do not look like human people at all. And they walk over, and they immediately start assessing your horrid fashion sense... Throw compliments where compliments are due. Throw insults where insults are probably not totally rational. And immediately begin to dress you all by taking measurements in places that you never thought you'd have measuring tape wrapped around. (laughs) And, uh... Um, Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, in a flurry of minutes, you all go from wearing your regular clothes to mostly nude to being redudded in very, very sharp clothes. Is this for the ball? I'm going to ask my assistant person. He sort of looks at you and speaks in uh, Infernal. Anyone here speak that? I don't know. I always speak Celestial. And Elvin. Oh, where the hell are my languages? There they are. Common, Dwarven, Terran, Ignan, Sylvan. Nope. (laughs) All right, well, I'm just going to say, okay, cool. Make it real sexy. I've been going to a party in a while. It it is. Um, It's almost as if each of your uh, personalities are brought to cloth form. Um, Van, for example, is is put in a very pleasant and very, very fashionable uh, gown, but is, is frilled in golds and whites and and the overall theme is very uh, foresty. So even though she's not a fae, she looks like she's wearing something a fae would wear. Uh, Tenchi is given a more rustic but but professional outfit. Uh, it is it, it is able to bend in all the ways that he can without tearing, which is a fucking feat within its own right. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> but is very 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 sharp. Um, lots of earth tones. So it's a really, really action-oriented business suit. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be like uh, one of the Matrix business suits sort of look. Oh, shit! You know what? You know what? Yeah. You know what uh, the main character at Equilibrium wears? Fuck yeah, I do! It looks just like that. God damn, with nice rustic reds and browns and yeah. probably a flakes of gold and yeah, shit. Yeah, it, it's, ah. it's good. It's good. Uh... Borg wears almost what would probably be equitable to a officer's sort of regalia. Very, hmm. very, very nice. Um, 
very sharp, very very militant and disciplined, uh, and makes look makes Bork look like a general for an army you've never heard of. And Ogden gets a sanctimonious, uh, sorry, uh, what are Morden's colors? I'm just gonna go with like whites, reds, and I like grays. Yeah, I feel like it's good lord. I feel like blue, but I don't know if there are any other colors. Also, I'm surprised that the Infernals would be interested in doing this because it's fucking Moradin, and they're like, nah, we ain't touching that. Meh. Meh. They're just bringing out the color that best suits me. Is drunk a color? (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I just imagine, like, some, like, Catholic church popey stuff going on. Yeah, like, like like, like a really, like a really nice like, sort of adornment robe look. Um, mm-hmm. With all Moradin's colors um, and, like, sort of, like, soft grays like stone, embellishments of, like, the, the navy blue. Um, it, 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 you're like, man, I look like the fucking Pope of Moradin's church. It, it's fucking fresh. <laughs> Saint Moradin. Uh, and, uh, and and Haman Karn is is dressed in answers. In what? Nice in answers. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when he dumps that green jacket. He's wearing a bat suit. Right. Yeah. He's just he's just wearing a Batman outfit. No. Um. No. Batman pajamas. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Haman Karn is is looks like sort of the the silent forest hunter type brought to formal wear. Like, whenever you Google search, like, elven hunter or anything like that, you always have these, like, sort of body-tight armaments and clothes that are all, like, look like they're made out of leaves and shit. Mm-hmm. His is very much like that. He has, like, a very snappy, like, tight uh, pants uh, uh, and, like... Yes. Yeah, tight pants and, like, a uh, uh, a very showy undershirt, but is is brought tight to his frame with a vest. Hmm. That's just how I picture I'm, something. I get in the yarl of white run in this whole thing, just tighter almost. Yeah. Um. And uh. And at that point, when you all are all clothed in your new duds, um. The uh. Each of the infernal, uh. Each of the the devils hands you a bell and or before he hands it to you he rings it in your face and your clothes disappear and then he rings it again and your clothes reappear and then he hands it to you oh fancy ring 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 yeah banana phone every time you ring you go from your common street clothes to your fancy clothes oh neat I, I just kind of reach over and take Ogden's bell and ring it. Do you mind? <laughs> and he rings the bell, puts it back, and goes back to his own bell. It's like, oh god, this is so much fun. Well, I'm glad you're amused. Right. It's the simple things in life. And they, Do you mind? I have triangle proficiency. Right. Uh, at that point, the four, or sorry, the five assistants all line up next to a single door that is the only visible exit to this room, 
and they sort of bow, and the, the, the great black wood door with silvered accents opens and leads down a tiled hallway. Neat. Um, that looks be rude. All right. Yep. Uh, you all walk down the hallway, feeling out your new uh, tailored, made-by-devils outfits. Uh, and it feels nice. Like, real good. Like, real good. Uh, Spider-walking testing capabilities. You know, made by devils, but they're so nice. Yeah. The best things in this world are evil. Uh, but as you walk down the halls, you, like, look out the the stained glass windows and see just, like, like a hellscape out there. Like, just suffering and demons flying around. And just, like, it's like, oh. I don't think we're in Yale anymore. Oh, this is weird. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, you guys are, are, are in the abyss, by the way. That wasn't super There's no clear. place like Delverday. There's no place like Delverday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but, you know, you walk down the halls and you see, like, side rooms and there's just all manners of, like, humanoid devil people just, like, drinking champagne and, like, talking. And some of them have those, like, weird masks on a stick that they're holding in front of their faces. It's a bizarre series of events. It's one of those parties. Right. Um, Don't take your pants off. Yeah. It's a, it's a bizarre series of gala events that you pass as you walk down the hall. And at the end of the hallway, there is a double door very similar to the one that you walked out of. And a single um, devil individual standing there. And he sort of bows and opens the door for you. And uh, standing there in this very nice room is a single individual... And he turns and his snappy sort of, um, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go hard. You guys ever seen the movie Constantine? Yes. yes. Lauren? Yeah. You know how they portray the devil in that movie? Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. What's that actor's name? Don't remember. Oh, I gosh. just remember exactly what it was. Don't mean Reeves, right? No, 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 no. The guy who plays the devil, he's fucking perfect. I have no clue. Very, almost like a weirdly wide but angular face. Yes, but he's um, very German, and it's perfect. Yeah. Um, listeners, blow me up in the comments and post the actor's name that plays the devil in Constantine. That's who you see. A guy in bare feet um, holding uh, a, a skull... Like, just a human skull. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, turns to you in a white tuxedo. Hmm. Uh, he seems almost human if it wasn't for the fact that his, like, his hair is gently embering. <clears throat> and the fact that his... <clears throat> excuse me. His uh, tiefling-like horns start here and sort of roll with the curvature of his head. Almost as if, like, he slicks it back like their hair. Um, Neat. But he walks up to you all and raises his arms open wide as if to greet you. He goes, ah, of course, I have expected you folks for a time now. Please, find yourself most welcome in my parlor. Don't worry, the drinks don't bind you to this place, or at least not for you and not this time. If you have any thirst of any kind or any quality or quantity, make it known and it will be satiated, I assure you. So I... she just drinks from this water stick. 
and, and like if you guys have a desire and it pops into your mind and it's like a physical one, it is immediately satiated. Like you're like, well, I I shouldn't drink something that a devil offers, but I'm a little thirsty. Wine in your hand, or you know, drink in your hand. Uh, I'm a little peckish, a little hungry. Like food, it, it happens like that. Um, and the the being continues. Allow me to introduce myself. Well, mostly properly. You may call me Leo. I am the I am the operator uh, and lead on the Ella Rail. I understand that there was an issue. I mean, it wasn't an issue. Not for me. It had been resolved. We got our money back. Yeah. Through the help of uh, one of the conductors. Yes, of course. He's been, well, his vacation has been revoked. Ah. <laughs> Oops. Suppose that happens? Uh, to the best and, most importantly, the worst of us. Hmm. So, what is it you would like from us? Well, more is it what I can do for you. I believe the reason you were sent to my office was because the individual you worked with said that he could not provide the adequate recompense that was appropriate for what you all had learned. Am I correct? Uh, yes. So, name your price, each of you. Oh boy, we're just getting throw stuff thrown at us left and right today, aren't we? Seems to be an ongoing theme. Well, bear in mind, this reward was intended to be reaped before you went into the darkness, and you guys just didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, we oops around it. <laughs> oops, we did things out of order, go figure. Yeah. Good thing I was looking through my inventory for something to trade Lizard Man, huh? <laughs> yes, indeed. So. Um... I Ogden's not terribly comfortable with this entire situation. Uh, he's gonna let somebody else go first. So I'll go first, I guess. Does anybody else want to go first? Uh, no, I'm I'm still thinking. Okay. Um. I, uh, I find myself, um, in, in, uh, many fights, um, in the past, uh, several months, uh, traveling on my, uh, current mission, and, um, my, uh, armor and, uh, defenses just aren't, uh, quite cutting it. I was wondering if you might have something that would um, shield me or uh, strengthen my uh, armor last. <laughs> he, he, so at that point, he sort of kirks his head and cracks his collarbone and shoulders and walks up to you and takes a swig of whatever the fuck liquid is in this human skull. But did I mention that the skin is still on this human skull? No, you did not. Thank That's you. Yes. Whose face is it? Uh, there isn't one. It's been wiped clean of face. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's just a blank skin on the front. Oh. 
Like if you took someone's features and just wiped it to a clean slate. Mm. I mean, if not, how would you drink from the skull? Exactly. <laughs> this guy thought about it. You gotta solve the eye and nose problem. <laughs> uh, and he sort of looks you over. Hmm. Uh, what eldritch invocations do you know? This is a DM question. I was about to say, that's oddly specific for a demon. Right. Um, it's a demon or something. I'm not sure what counts as eldritch invocations. Well, so as you progress as a uh, warlock, you learn el- you learn el- invocations. And at 8th level, you know four of them. Like, example, one of them is uh, the Book of Ancient Secrets, which is your ritual spells that you get. Yep, I have that one. You have Agonizing Blast, which... Probably. I have Eldritch Blast and the one that boosts Eldritch Blast. Well, Eldritch Blast isn't an invocation, but Agonizing Blast yeah. is. Okay, that's the one that boosts yeah. Eldritch Blast. So that's two. What are the other two that you have? Uh, Beguiling Influence. Okay. And... Um... I'm not sure which other one. I'm guessing you didn't take your fourth one, but... Um, can you tell me the names of some of the other ones? Um, Armor of Shadows, Ascendant Step, Beast Speech, Bewitching Whispers, uh, Chains of... Never mind, you don't have that. Devil's Sight, Dreadful Word, Eldritch Sight, Eldritch Spear... I might not have taken a fourth one. Okay. All right. Well, that's something you should do then, because there's a lot of good options there. Yeah, I need to pick out my new spell, too. So. Um, all right. Then that's fine. He says, huh. And he sort of, like, reaches his hand behind your shoulder, and, like, you can feel that he hasn't put his hand on you, but you feel him pulling at your soul. And he sort of, like brings this, like, st- golden strand around to the front of you and goes, you have a bit of fey touching you, looks like. Uh, yes, I quite like that there. Yes, yeah, so no, I- I'll leave it. That's just noticing. Uh, a moment, he takes his offhand that was holding that little, like, part of your soul and, like, just from his hand throws a, a-, a length of chain that just goes vertical. Up, 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 through the ceiling of his palace... And then it goes taut, and he pulls something down. And within a moment of him doing this, lying on the ground on its knees before you is the fey that you made your pact with. God damn. Well, damn. And he, the, okay. This guy takes a knee and kneels down next to the fey that you made a pact with and points to you with his, like, human skull cup goes do me a favor tell it one of the secrets that you're hiding um and the fae like nods and like throws some magic at you and you immediately learn the eldritch invocation armor of shadows that's that's cool that's pretty cool okay Awesome. And uh, and then he goes, all right, that's enough out of you, and like 
like slaps the chain and it releases the Fey, who immediately disappears. Thank you. The Armor of Shadows Eldritch Invocation, by the way, gives you the ability to cast Mage Armor at will without expending a spell slot or uh, material components. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's good. Oh. You don't understand. That's like one of my favorite things. Is a <laughs> Dear God. And so he like just walks past. He's like, next. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I could always use something to uh, allow me to heal more often or even at a distance. That would not be a bad idea. The question is, do you want to make a literal deal with the devil for that? Sounds like he's trying to buy our silence, so... So we're getting the deal. Yeah. He, uh, he takes your... He sort of hears you, turns his face, smiles a little broader than he did with, uh, Vin, and almost glides along the ground to you. He goes, go on. <laughs> oh my god, I just had that voice of Robin Williams in my head doing that for some reason. <laughs> See, I feel go like it makes sense that I would be the first to make a pact, because I'm totally signed, you know, shit with... You've already signed your soul away. What else are you going to do? Actually, you might be most interested in me because I'm the one to put my name on that uh, card. That too. And you're serving with Marty. And you want to keep people alive, is it? That is true. Hmm. Let me see what I can do. And he sort of reaches and grabs your holy symbol, turns it mm. upside down, and whispers at it in Abyss and in Infernal. And, uh, sort of lets go and goes, I've spoken to Moradin. And he'll give you a little bit more juice. You can now channel Divinity an additional time each day. Ooh. That's cool. And you have a new channel Divinity option. Oh? Okay. You may choose to use a channel Divinity and cast any... Uh, you may cast Cure Wounds at your highest potential spell slot at a reach of up to 60 feet. Wow. Okay. Olga just became the utility dwarf. Yeah. I'm going to smash it, I'm going to heal it, I'm going to break it, I'm going to heal it again. Yeah, so it costs the channel divinity, it costs the spell slot. But you can cast Cure Wounds at your highest spell slot at up to 60 feet. Alright. Now I assume that means I have to expend the spell slot of the uh, of the uh, equivalent spell that I'm using. Yes. I can't just use a first level spell to get a fourth level spell effect, right? Correct. Okay. Cure Wounds. But does he have to cast it at his highest level? Yes. Okay. And at that, he sort of like gleefully goes, next. Well, that's fun. <laughs> is Borton going to get anything? 
I don't know. There, there's two options here. Flying would be cool. <laughs> Just but make you an all-around badass. But I'd also like to not be so dumb. Hmm. So really the two options. Do I become more mobile, or do I become less stupid? Well, frankly, I don't know which I want more. I really don't. TikTok. He actually says that. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. What, what, what should I do? I, I don't feel like I want to waste the devil's time here. I feel like the extra intelligence could always be useful. You can, you can get more mobility from mundane items and whatnot, but I just... If you're going to make a deal with the devil, you might as well go for broke. Okay, brains it is, then. Okay. I was not blessed with an overabundance of school. Sometimes they don't talk so good. Sometimes. We talk pretty one day. Okay. Uh, He sort of looks you over and uh, presses on one of your pressure points that you've been honing with your key abuse. Yeah. And sort of shuts it off. Uh-oh. Um, how many... Oh. What's your maximum key? Eight. Eight. What? Eight? Yeah. You lose two maximum key. Yeah. Okay. And what's your intellect? Um, intelligence is eight. That goes to ten. Jeez. Um. You uh oh shit! I had this. I had something for this. Um. Hold on, I have to check what I was gonna do. One moment. Um, you will never you will never gain the character features purity of body and timeless body damn but you become proficient all skill checks that use intellect. Oh, wow. So I will no longer live for a very long time with a healthy body. But you become, okay. you become proficient in arcana, history, investigation, nature, and religion. Well, I took brains, that's for sure. Were you already proficient in any of those? I was already proficient in, for whatever reason, religion. You double your proficiency bonus for any checks involving that skill. Okay. I apparently have more knowledge of religion than uh, religion does. Hmm. What's your intelligence for? Ten? Uh, my intelligence is twelve. 
So you feel your, uh, you feel part of your touch to your inner energy uh, deadened, but you become enlightened. Hmm. And uh, I literally did the original sin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Body. Theology. And uh, and at that point, he sort of uh, joyously skips over to to Bork and goes, "What can I do for you?" I don't want to pay for the L'Oreal anymore. <laughs> God damn it. He sort of looks at you and goes, Done. Works. <laughs> and I don't think that that's quite fair considering, well, considering... So, here. And he goes back to his desk and grabs a pouch of coin and hands it to you. A, a bag, rather. Oh, boy. Ooh. Don't put your hand in it. <laughs> Thank you very much. It is a bag of holding. That's awesome. That's a bag of holding. You've been needing one of those. <laughs> Alright. And he goes, Very well. Keep this keep the outfits. They look lovely on you. I'm sorry to be so posh, but I don't look at people if they don't look sharp. But uh well met and may we never meet again. Goodbye. Goodbye. And when he claps darkness on darkness, you're back in your room. Are we still wearing our outfits? Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> So how late at night is it, or is it like midday right now? I would say it's midday. Actually, I don't know what time of day it is. I suppose, no, it's um, it's evening. Let's call it evening, since you guys went out shopping and stuff like that. Yeah, and Ogden probably had a full day at the church. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, that was not exactly how I expected tonight to go, but it worked. No, and I think uh, I think Fork did the right thing here. Indeed. That was pretty smart. Hmm. Is there anything in the bag of holding? Money. You should uh, count your ill-gotten gains. Yeah. I don't know. Did he say there was money in there? Yeah, he said a bag of money. Yeah, of you, you haven't, but it hasn't been investigated yet, so I'm not going to tell you what's in there that you haven't looked. Okay, I open up the bag of holding. There Some is spiders. There is two thousand gold coins in there. Oh boy. Wow. Jeez. Oh boy. And also inside there is a plastic card not plastic, Jesus. There is a wooden card made out of ironwood bark that says your full name, your birth date, and the end, and your presumably, it's like an expiration date. It's yeah. written in Infernal, which none of us can read still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I bet the card expires when you do. Uh, no, that's probably her death date. Yeah, same thing. I've got, I mean, I don't. 
Man, if only I was level 13. <laughs> I'll just not read that. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I know someone that can read it. <laughs> I know some way I can read it. Never mind, no I don't. Why the hell is Comprehend Languages not a uh, ritual? Oh, shit, I totally forgot. Um, Frodo, there was another part to that. You learn a new, you learn two languages. Oh, shit. You? Yeah. Is one of them infernal? Because that'd be just too convenient. Well, who would say that I'd actually get a 10 to read? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, You're not a thief. No. I, I, I've got an axe. I can go, I can go the complete other way. I can take deep speak and silver. And then we could all speak Sylvan and leave Bork out. That's fine. Bork doesn't care. Yeah, we can be like mean girls all gossiping in one language. Oh, yeah. Totally. It just, just sounds like a bunch of trees blowing in the middle of the road. Not to be racist or anything. Although I don't know to who. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. No, that's... that's uh, Those are your... your, your Boons. The deals. Those are our deals. Yeah. Right Interesting. Yeah. That is nice. Gotta say. Alright. Now I don't have to run my stubby little legs over to heal you folks. Yeah. Well, what? Well, three well, times a day? Be a bit more reserved with my key. You wanted to be smart. I did. I guess you have to sacrifice some of your brawn for brains. Yep. Makes um, sense, kind of. Alright. So now I'm like, I still say we take the barge. Yeah, I kind of like the barge idea. The rest of us aren't made of money. I'm fine with either option. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> Borg doesn't care. Borg doesn't care. They don't care. It would only, yeah, I guess it would depend on how big of a distance it is from, like, how much travel time differs. Because they are trying to race against, like, this super bad guy who just slaughtered a whole village, you know? He's, like, out there killing people. He's been out there killing people since before we got on scene. Well, that doesn't make it any less urgent. Whoa! <laughs> what are a few thousand more lives? I don't even care. Like... It, it's not that, it's just no matter how soon we're going to get there, he's already going to have done his dastardly deed. Keep in mind, he has been at least one step ahead of us the whole time. We haven't had that defining moment of, oh my god, we're actually ahead of him. What yeah, set up that ahead time? is better than two steps ahead. You know, I feel like if we save ourselves a hundred gold and we take the barge instead of the Ella rail and it takes like an extra two weeks. We're uh putting, Yeah, we're not doing ourselves any favors. We're putting the crystals and, and the, the people of this world at risk. Yeah, the crystals might have to find some new heroes. Some who are a little bit more punctual. Like, I don't know, maybe a party of oh six or seven? <clears throat> maybe they should have given us teleportation magic. <laughs> hey no. Teleportation magic is like super powerful. Yeah. I know from past experience that teleportation can really make a, diff a difficult situation a lot more trivial. <laughs> mm, like having to get from one different company to another. You know? 
we can inquire about that at a travel agency. Yeah, I'll go on vacation. <laughs> Cannon, there's a store somewhere called Yeah, I'll go on vacation. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Yeah, I dig it. Cool. Uh, we did buy the lizards for everyone, so we yeah. got that covered. All right. And we can pick those up tomorrow and take them to the yellow rail. Mm-hmm. Yep, right now Tenchi's brain feels a little heavy. I think it's time for a nap. <laughs> Ogden rings his bell, pops into bed, almost start nude. Well, no, you're in your regular clothes. Oh. Okay, then. Tenchi doesn't ring the bell, he's just as is. <laughs> All right. He understands economy, he just doesn't care at this point. That's fair. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and bring us to a close here because we're coming up on our normal end time. Indeed. That sounds good. So uh, right. let's go ahead and say homework for next week, everybody. Um, get your new languages. Get your uh, you know, your spells mm-hmm. committed. Um, commit your invocation, Lauren. Yep. Um, before we start next week. And... Uh, I guess you guys are settled on taking the barge, or where are we going? I won't say. Uh, yeah. Won't say settled. Okay. So let's go ahead and just talk it out really fast paced right now, so we don't have to speed up too much of next session figuring it out. Um, it would be uh, sixty gold ahead to take the Ella Rail. Plus the one for the. Lizard. Yeah, so sixty-one for the for the lizards. And Bork doesn't have to pay because he's Bork. Right, so that's only um, 180. Or, well, I mean, that's a, 240. That's a one-fifth discount. <laughs> Not bad. Versus how much is the barge? The barge oh, is only 10. make some money, so... <laughs> the barge is only 15 gold a, a, a person. Um, it only takes you about half the distance. And in twice as much time so Oof. it would be so, yeah, it, would be a, it would be a, a one week travel on the Ella rail or no it would be a four day travel on the Ella rail and that four days would get you not even half the distance on the barge yeah I'm not liking the sound of the barge I'm not either I'm just going to be a poor monk after that yeah I mean Fifty-one each. I'll, I'll pay for everybody since I don't have to pay for me, and I've got money. And Good job, sugar daddy. Yeah. Oh, we appreciate that. I'll pull it even for the lizard that I got you. There you go. <laughs> and the water jug I got everyone. All right. That that solves that problem right there. Yep. Okay, so we'll just go ahead and say that you guys are on the elbow rail. Mm-hmm. Um. Next week. All right, sounds good. Lizards and all. Yep. <laughs> How much was it? Uh, sixty-one per. Sixty-one per times so, four is. Well, yeah. So that would be. Two forty-four. Yeah, two forty-four. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us once again. I'm your dungeon master, Kenny. I have my party of wonderful adventures, uh, with our paladin. Uh, work. Our warlock. 
I'm Lauren. I'm playing Vin the Warlock. Our cleric. Ogden, Dwarven cleric. And our monk. Our monk, who is not as dumb as he looks anymore. But he still looks pretty dumb. Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a nice week. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.